each choice we make moves us toward fear or love. On my Life and Laughter podcast, we'll talk about those choices and learn how to attract more love and connection and laughter. This is Perry Kinder. Let's get started. Hey, Life and Laughter listeners. This is Perry Kinder, host of the Life and Laughter podcast, coincidentally. Thank you for joining me today for part two of Don't Take Yourself So Seriously. Two weeks ago, we did the first part, and now we're going to finish up the top 10 ways that you can learn how to be a little bit lighter in your life. If you forgot the first five, which you probably did because you're human, the first one is laugh at yourself. The second one is admit you're wrong. Don't be a jerk. The third one is listen to other points of view. The fourth one is don't be afraid to look real. And the fifth one is it's okay to look silly. And the assignment was to practice just one of those things for the last two weeks to practice not taking yourself so seriously. I'd love to hear how it went. Let me know in the comments or send me an email or smoke signals, whatever you do to communicate. Love to hear your adventure. You know, and the last one, don't, it's okay to look silly. I recently did a life and not a life and laughter. I recently did a laughter yoga workshop. And before COVID, we used to do these in person because if we did improv workshops or laughter yoga workshops, it's the energy of the crowd and the energy of the group that really builds up that, that good feeling. And so it's hard to get that same type of interaction online. And recently I did a, a workshop with a big group. We've had probably 60 or 70 people on the call. And I always say, you know, make sure your camera's on. Make sure your mic's on so we can see you laughing, we can hear you laughing, because that's part of the fun is watching each other laugh. It's very connecting. It's very fun. But a very small percentage of participants ever interact that way. And I think it's interesting that they would take a laughter yoga workshop and then not want to be heard or seen laughing. Maybe they just like to watch people laugh. That's kind of a fun thing, I guess, or creepy, depending on how you look at it. So if you are on a laughter yoga workshop class ever online with anybody, maybe me, maybe somebody else, turn on your mic, turn on your video camera, look silly, act silly. It's all part of the fun. People that do engage, they really have a good time. The ones who don't, maybe not so much. I have no idea. I can't see them. They never say anything. And why? Fear. They're afraid to look silly. Going back to my theme, moving away from fear and toward love. So as we get into the last five tips we have for not taking yourself so seriously, think about the things that come up for you when you think of the seriousness in your life. What what fears come up? Is it the fear of failing, the fear of not being taken seriously, the fear of not being respected? You know, what what triggers that in you and what, what do you do about that? And how do you shut down your authentic self when that happens, when that comes up? So just think about that as we go through these last five tips for how to take yourself less seriously. The first one is you can't be good at everything, so be good at what you love. Even the best movie stars, the best singers, the best dancers, they always know someone is coming up that's better than them, smarter than them, whatever whatever their talents are. There's always somebody coming up. There's always somebody better than you. There's always somebody who's taller, smarter, happier, richer, whatever. So don't make this a comparison game. 
Just be good at what you love to do. We went to a concert, my husband and I, recently, and the singer was an actor that we'd seen in many, many movies. We didn't know he could sing. Do you know why? Because he couldn't. His concert just wasn't very good, and we felt kind of bad for him that his music wasn't resonating with much of his audience. But he was having the time of his life. He didn't give a damn what anybody else in the audience thought. He was up on stage rocking and rolling and singing and playing the guitar and playing the piano. He was having so much fun that it was fun just to watch him doing what he loved to do. Even if he wasn't, you know, the most world-class Grammy award-winning singer, it was still fun to see his happiness, to see his joy. So be good at what you love because you never know who's watching. Sometimes if I'm conducting a workshop or a yoga class or writing a column or just walking down the street, I'll think, oh, someone could do this so much better. It's kind of a sister to imposter syndrome where you think you're just not, you're faking your life, you're faking whatever you're trying to do. This is more like, I'm doing it, but somebody else could do it better. But I love what I do. I love conducting workshops. I love writing columns. I love walking down the street. I love yoga. And sure, there are tons of people who could do it better than me, but I love what I do. It's not for everybody. It doesn't have to be for everybody. I just need to be really good at what I do and love every moment about it. And when you're doing something that you love, time flies. And that's one of the ways you know that it's something you love. If it's something for me, like, let's take, for instance, gardening. My husband loves to garden. He loves to dig in the dirt and pull out weeds. And I'm like the opposite. Hate it. Hate it all. I do like planting flowers, but that's it. I've got to be in the mood to plant them. They're usually dead by the time I plant them because I've waited for two weeks. But he loves it. He absolutely loves what he does. Does he care that I don't like it? No, he just goes out and he does the yard work because he loves what he does. He's not a professional gardener. He doesn't have to be. You don't have to be a professional singer. You don't have to be a professional dancer or a professional bike rider or unicyclist or trapeze artist. Just have fun. Be good at what you love. The next tip is genuinely compliment other people. Some people live by the belief that you shouldn't believe everything you hear, but you can certainly repeat it to other people. A lot of people like the idea of spreading information that might not be true. And you know those kinds of people because when somebody leaves the room, that person starts talking about them. You know, the gossip level is just off the charts. And so you might hear them say to their friend, oh, your dress looks great their friend leaves the room. Oh, did you see what she was wearing? Did she buy it at a thrift store? Who knows what that was? And they get really rude and very disingenuous. And you'll learn the emotion behind that. And you, you observe their behavior and you wonder what they say about you when you leave the room. So I make sure that whenever I compliment somebody, I sincerely mean it. I'm not just saying things to say things. It's so funny. I went to the grocery store one day after I'd been at the gym and the cashier said to me, oh, I just love your hair. And maybe she had poor eyesight. But like I said, I'd been at the gym and my hair looked like a raccoon had just given birth on my head. I knew her compliment wasn't genuine. But she probably probably been trained to say nice things to the customers. And it's probably the only thing she could think of because I was sweaty. My face was bright red, had the ratty hair. And she's like, wow, your hair looks like maybe she thought it was a messy bun. I don't know. It wasn't. It was just a really crappy hairstyle. So if you're going to say something, say it with emotion, say it with feeling, and say it with, with a genuine belief behind it. And that might take some effort sometimes. You know, if your child is making you just batshit crazy, because 
Kids and spouses are known to do that. What can you find about them that is truly, genuinely pleasing to you? Hey, I really liked the way you didn't fall out of bed last night. That was great. Okay, it's kind of a sarcastic, genuine compliment, but it's still genuine. I really like the way you colored that picture. I like the way you read books. I like the way you set the table for me. Finding those genuine, genuine, genuine compliments for other people help you look for those compliments for other people. And the more you look for them, the more you find them in yourself. Because as you genuinely compliment people, you can look back at your own self and say, wow, I, I'm good at that too. I'm good at that too. I might not be the best, but I'm good at that too. And sometimes my hair does look good, even if a raccoon gave birth on my head. Third tip here, or the seventh tip, depending if we're going from one to five or one to 10, is feel whatever is going on. Really validate your own emotions. So when you feel yourself getting stagnant, getting serious, being easily offended, check out your emotions. What's happening in your life that's made you feel a little less on that high vibration level? What's happening that your energy is stalled? It could be something is not getting enough sleep or not eating healthy foods or not getting outside or having a disagreement with your husband or a fight with your boss. It might be something very obvious, but it might not be. And sometimes learning to sit with those feelings or just sit with how you're feeling, those emotions can come up and you'll notice what you're feeling. Now there's a story, that's a true story about my sister, Jenny. She's a sweetheart, hope she's listening. If she's not, she should be, because she's my sister. When I was six years old, I had a collection of Dawn dolls. I don't know if any of you remember Dawn dolls. If you grew up in the seventies, they were like maybe six inches tall, but they had beautiful dresses, long, glossy hair. And they were my favorite dolls. I loved them more than Barbies. I loved them so much. And I had them in a little container. It was this gray, I don't know. My dad worked for an electronics company. He was always bringing home weird containers. So I had him in this like thermos shaped gray container. I made it into a little house for her. She had her bed and she had her clothes. And I loved this doll so much. And I found out that they were going to stop making Dawn dolls. That they just weren't catching on anymore and people weren't buying them. And I was heartbroken. I was so sad. But my sister Jenny, she also loved my Dawn doll. And she was two years younger than me. So if I was six, she was four. That's for all the people who didn't study math. And my four-year-old sister was playing with my Dawn doll, not with my permission, because I would never have given her permission because she was four. And she pulled my doll's head off. Now, if you have a Barbie, you know that you can usually, on the old Barbies anyway, you could usually push the head back on. But with Dawn dolls, once the head was off, it was off. And that Dawn doll was not viable any longer. And I walked into the room and she handed me my Dawn doll's head and I freaking lost it. All these emotions, all of this rage. And I punched my sister. I hit her really, really hard. And so, of course, because she's four, she went downstairs to tell on me, Mom, Perry hit me. So tattletale Jenny got me in trouble. My mom said, why did you hit her? I said, because she broke my Dawn doll and I can't play with it anymore. My mom's like, well, you don't hit your sister for that. And in my mind, that's exactly the time you hit your sister. When you have a doll that you love that now cannot be replaced, you have those feelings of rage and now injustice and frustration and deep, deep sadness. And when you're a kid, that's how you release that. 
you punch somebody. We still get those emotions. We still feel that frustration, that injustice, that anger, that rage. But instead of punching somebody, which admittedly was not the correct behavior, I'm not advocating punching anybody, but what do you do instead? Do you stuff those emotions down, those feelings of helplessness and rage and disrespect? Do you let them fester right in your stomach, right in your gut? And then you lash out at people for the strangest reasons, or you just have intolerable road rage, or just things get overwhelming for no particular reason. You just feel overwhelmed and exhausted. It's usually because you're not validating what you are feeling. You don't have to be a sweet, loving person 100% of the time. Everybody gets angry. It's not even possible to be happy 100% of the time. It's not even healthy to be happy 100% of the time. But the point is, is when your emotions aren't validated, especially by you, especially when you don't acknowledge them, they get stuck and they create a level of repression in your emotional system and you just don't feel good. Adults have temper tantrums all the time. They don't kick and scream and throw things like three-year-olds usually, sometimes they do. We don't call them temper tantrums. We say that person's upset or that person is stressed. And over as we're watching this person, they're raging. They're throwing things. They might be pushing things off their desk. They might be stomping down the hall. They might be slamming doors because they have an emotion that they're not validating and that isn't being validated by the people around them. So you need to feel what is going on. Feel what's happening in your life. Validate your emotions. Be aware and be able to sit with yourself. Sit on a meditation pillow for a few minutes. Sit on your bed for a few minutes and really investigate. Why am I feeling this way? Because it's keeping me from moving forward toward feeling better, toward lightening up, toward not being so serious about my life. Because a lot of these things can be laughed off. A lot of these things might be a little bit embarrassing for a time. They might be a little bit discouraging for a time. But the more we learn how to bounce back from those things, not by ignoring, but by feeling those things, the more we're able to handle the everyday things like somebody stole your stapler, or the kids hid the tape, or somebody drank the last of the chocolate milk. And then you just laugh that off like, oh, that's life, instead of punching a hole in the sheetrock. So... Feel whatever's going on. Validate your emotions. Number four, or number nine, don't play defense. Don't take everything so personally. At a party, a young wife was talking to her husband and she said, you know, that's the fourth time you've gone back for ice cream and cake. Doesn't that embarrass you? And he responded to her, why should I be upset? I keep telling them it's for you. (laughs) So... Then the wife was mad, maybe embarrassed. And so how could she react? She could go around to everybody in the room and say, my husband was the one who ate all that food. He said it was for me. It wasn't for me. He was lying. He was joking. Don't think I've eaten four pieces of cake and ice cream. But how exhausting is that to defend everything that you think might be said about you and what you think people might be thinking about you? That will take you into a death spiral of exhaustion and impossibility. You just can't get ahead of everything and playing defense will exhaust you. So not taking everything so personally. What other people think of you is none of your business. 
You can't get pretty enough, thin enough, rich enough, generous enough, whatever enough to stop the haters. Haters are going to hate. That's why they're called haters and not koala bears. Any celebrity who tries to please everyone usually ends up in a very dark place. You see celebrities who try to go out of their way to be friendly and kind and people still get mad at them. Why would she say that? Why is she wearing that? What did he mean by that? That's why you get celebrities who write memoirs and to go to rehab because they're trying to please all the people all the time. And it's the people who realize that what people think of you is none of your business. That's when they start to get healthy. And that's easy to say, but it's a much harder practice. So if you hear somebody that's really offended you, maybe ask yourself what's happening in their life. That person talking shit might be going through a divorce or financial difficulties. Sometimes they lash out because they don't know how to handle it. Maybe they're feeling jealous of you. Maybe they're feeling very threatened by you. And the only way they can get around that is to, to say things that aren't kind, to make you feel less than. That only works if you allow that to make you feel less than. Learning how to not take everything so personally will change your life. You just won't care. You just won't care what people are saying because it's not worth your time to defend yourself. And the last one, either number five or number 10, don't live so people love you, live so that you love people. And this is the antithesis of Instagram, whose motto is, love me the most. I'm the prettiest. Look at my vacation. Look at my swimsuit. Look how, look at my remodeled kitchen. Look at my, the food I just made. No, that's the opposite of that. You want to live so you love people, not to make people love you. This is completely cheesy, and you're going to think, oh, Perry's lost her marbles, and she's moved into that woo-woo, lovey-dovey mindset. And that's probably accurate. But I try to show up every time, everywhere I am, with the idea that all my purpose is is to bring love into the room. I know I heard some of you roll your eyes, but it's true. It changes the way you walk into the room. It doesn't have to be about me. I don't have to be the center of attention. I don't have to be the youngest or the smartest or the most talented. I just have to be love. And that's easy. When you approach something with the idea that all I have to do is show up and be grateful and be love, all the pressure's off. You're not trying to impress anybody. You're just there. And it's funny because people will gravitate to you when you genuinely feel a love for your life, for your circumstances, for your job, for your kids, for your home, for the world, when you genuinely feel that love and you are a walking embodiment of that love, people will find you. People will want to be around you. So I'm not saying this is a manipulation sort of thing like live so you love people so people can love you. That's not what I mean. It is kind of a byproduct of how that happens. So I don't, I often go into a room and I don't say much. And people think I'm shy, and I'm really not shy. I'm really not. I do like to be alone. I'm very much an introvert, but I'm not shy. I'll say anything to anybody, but I often don't. I just sit back and I observe what's going on in the room because you learn so many things when you shut up. And I sit there, and I might even say to myself, again, this is kind of woo-woo, lovey-dovey shit, sorry. I say to myself, you know, that person is worthy of love. This situation is worthy of love. 
this dog, this cat, this bird, whatever is there is worthy of love. And when I go in with that attitude, I have a much better time. I have so much more fun. I'm not worried about what people are thinking, if I'm impressing people, if they're thinking I'm just fantastic. I just don't care. I'm just there to be present and to be love. So let's go through the last five we just talked about. Be good at what you love. Genuinely compliment other people. Feel and validate your own emotions. Don't take everything so personally and live so that you love people. And you'll find that you're taking your life so much lighter. It's like a burden lifts off your shoulders. You feel like you could fly. You don't have the expectation. You don't have the responsibility of looking like at the grown-up in the room. You don't have to. Let that be somebody else's job. All you have to be is love. As you practice that more, it becomes easier. I promise. Give it a shot. Thank you so much for listening. It just baffles me that people keep tuning in. I'm very grateful, but still very surprising. Love having the ratings and the reviews. Thank you so much for leaving the star ratings and the reviews. Keep that up and I will talk to you soon. Have a beautiful day. Do you want more life and laughter? Check out my blog at lnlcoaching.com and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Life and Laughter Coaching. See you again soon. Thank you.